hurricane pulled in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street. The leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the ride. All right, let's do this. Welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning right here, 7 to 9 on 1049 The Horn, or you can catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com and on iTunes at The Outdoor Zone. My name is TJ Graney. That is Cody Ryan. Good morning. Good morning. You're... Oh, there we go. Now? Not uh, no, I don't hear you over here, but I know you're here. Uh, Beefsteak is not in the house this morning. And uh, and uh, Salt Dog, the ranch hand. How about the, no? Salt Dog is the ranch hand that gets here early. Now I'm on. Yeah. Now I'm on. <laughs> Hey, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. Do you have a box on that side? I don't know. That's your box right there. Yeah. No, I'm not hearing you. I'm not. You, I'm not getting it. So uh, I can't speak in this mic. Yeah, you can. I can't do it. Salt Dog is the one who gets here early. He's the ranch hand. He's dealing with all the issues. Uh, <clears throat> right now, it's probably squirrels and coons that are. Tearing up the feeders and the wires around here at the ranch and making these adjustments to our this microphone broadcasting system. It smells of beef and cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Man, record low this week. Record low. It was like I thought we 60 had global, something one morning. Global warming. Only in California. Oh. Yeah. And they are feeling it out there, man. They are burning up. They are on fire. Well, record lows. I think we got about four more weeks. If I were to make a prediction about the weather. Was your corn, uh, your foot hurt? The little knot on your foot? You're on your toe? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know about my toe thing? <laughs> <clears throat> I think we got about four more weeks of uh, hot, miserable 
weather ahead of us. It has us. not been hot and miserable. I don't know why people keep saying that because we've had it a lot you worse. Now, are, you dry. haven't even been here half the summer, okay? <laughs> yeah, but I look you on my phone. north half the summer. You <laughs> no, haven't been I'm here. not that far away. Yeah. I mean, it's hot. It's summer. It is hot, but it's not been a miserable summer. No, but you've had much tell, worse. I, I could tell significantly this morning. Yeah, it was warm and muggy and gross this morning when you walk outside, but it wasn't bright and sunny, you know. Like in Alaska? Are, no, I'm just saying the days are getting shorter, which oh, typically oh. is you going know, the other direction. Going the other direction. So we've, we've it's getting darker earlier, and it's and it's staying dark in the mornings a lot longer. So our days are getting shorter. That just means that hunting season is around the corner. So. Speaking of, you and I both went out to the ranch. Yeah. Uh, ranches. We're out on some ranches this week. And one thing I noticed is, one, uh, deer are looking for water. Oh, So man. I put water out at the house. Yeah. Because otherwise they get up into the pond. Yeah. And so I put water out. And, I mean, it's not two days and they're there every day drinking yeah. that water because there's a shortage of water. And then... Uh, when I was up at the ranch in Marble Falls, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we, uh, man, the deer at two or three o'clock in the afternoon, the deer are walking around. I got pictures of some beautiful, huge deer, but yeah. I mean, they're pounding the feeders. They're walking around during the day we got a big old pear tree out there. That's just, the limbs are breaking because the pears are so big falling off. Oh man. Did you bring me some? You I know, got I some pears. Oh, I got some at the house. They're so good. And, but I was eating one. And I was kind of driving down the road, leaving the ranch, and there was a doe on the side of the road. Yeah. And so I just rolled my window down, and I just slung it out there, and it rolled right in front of her. The half-eaten and, pear? Yeah. And she stopped. She looked around. She walked straight over to it and started eating it. <laughs> and I thought, man, now that's cool. So I'm going to try and go back up there this week and just get a bunch of Throw those pears. pears. <laughs> well, just, just not let them fall on the ground, but get them out. You know, because they're in this fenced area where the deer can't get to them. Yeah. And I just think, man, that's that's deer bait right there. Right. <laughs> Let them enjoy it. That's funny. But, yeah. So, but the deer just uh, was amazing because they're moving around in, at 2 or 3 in the afternoon. I mean, it's. Yeah. And dove. Well, when you're driving around Lord. throwing pears at them, they're going to they gotta get up and move around. <laughs> Lord, the dove are. They're starting to fly. They're they? everywhere. I know. You know, last year when we were out at the ranch near Marble Falls, yeah, we were at one spot fishing kind of a dried up. Hunting. I mean, we we're hunting kind of a dried up pond area. Right. And we did okay. I mean, you know, we had a few. And the guys on the other side, they were just creaming them. Yeah. And I told... I told our rancher buddy out there, I said, I ain't going over there by that pond this year. I'm going over here by the river near you guys. <laughs> and we were out there, just we spent a day out there scouting around, just kind of fixing some stuff. And, man, they're everywhere. We saw huge deer. We saw dove everywhere. I and think I, it's going to be a good I year. I kind of got, got a little, you know, heavy-jeevies thinking, man, I got to start shooting my bow. Yeah, we've had, uh, we've had the right – rain at the right times you know we're still only on average <clears throat> rainfall percentage wise or whatever but i think we've had it at the right times in the last year or so and i think that has made a huge difference with the deer and the birds and 
Every, I mean, we just now, if you think about it, in the last week or two, had to start worrying about your grass burning up at your house. Yeah, you know. And well, uh, and 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 really now, if you start getting rain, if we start getting rain now, yeah, over the, you know, then you're going to have pockets of water everywhere, and the birds are going to scatter. Well, that's okay. I'll take some rain right now. I know you can't complain about rain anywhere. No. You know, you just can't, but. You want to because it'll scatter your birds. You know, you got a good pattern going there. You know where they're coming in. You know where you're going to be on open and morning. Yeah, but you got to remember, too, the birds that we're seeing right now here in central Texas, these are just the locals. Yeah, these are local birds. They'll be. That's all right. They're fat and happy. I'm going to kill every one of them. I can get. The first day or two, they'll be done. And then what we need is we need those fronts. We need that rain. We need that stuff to push those new birds down and i'm fine i'm fine with that i i get that whole thing but you know it's that first couple of days that i just absolutely love those big city birds have been oh, sitting on big the neighbors old, yeah, but eating my eating out of my bird feeder for <laughs> the last 11 months yeah you know i'm just i'm happy and so but they're good mixed we're seeing white wing and yep. mornings and so and i haven't seen a whole lot of collards but I know they're mixed in that stuff. I just haven't seen them. Yeah, but yeah, city you see birds them in the parking lots at uh, big retail stores a lot of times. Do you those collar dove? Uh huh. Yeah. So I was looking at my Facebook, and I want to get down. I want to get Danny Cabela on the on the line with us in the next couple of weeks because the him and his mom. Uh, the Cabela family, mm-hmm. um, they are in conservation projects all over, but they're doing this one that's really cool, and uh, they are reintroducing lions into South Africa. I think into Zambia. I'm not sure exactly the details. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the details. I'm just seeing bits and pieces, but 24 lions, yeah. full grown lions. And they have to get them. They have to get them to create prides, and then they let them go. But anyway, I'm looking at these pictures of them, and I'm thinking, what a cool project, you know, to be a part of is lions. And, you know, we've been to Africa, and we've only been once, but we were just totally in awe of the place and all that goes there. Yeah. And I just, you know, kind of made in the lions and it just kind of made me think of mission, you know, being on a mission there uh, for conservation. I actually had a couple buddies leave uh, yesterday. They flew out Saturday. They'll be gone for two weeks. They're going to uh, the Free State and South Africa and doing the whole uh, the whole experience. They, but that interesting part, I thought, was. They're bringing their kids for the first time. One of my buddies has been like 15 times to Af- Africa. and But they're taking their kids and like, I don't know, seven and five oh, that's on really one side. Young. And then like eight, six and four on the other buddy. You know? Well, not only is that young, that is a lot of money. You got That's what you I'm get thinking. a four year old a ticket to Africa on a plane. They got to have their own seat. Well, I'm 24 hours on a plane. <laughs> you know how much baby cough syrup that is? <laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding. Dude, that's so <laughs> wrong. 
No, but I'm no, really. It's a, a cough, long time. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> it's allergies. A, they ha- that is a long time to be. Well, you know, iPads and coloring books. I guess I don't know. Well, those planes, we did it. It's it, they're set up for it. Yeah, you get movies up, move around. and plenty of food. And there was a little kid that sat next to me on one of the flights. Yeah, yeah that's right. And she slept probably ten hours of the long eighteen-hour flight. You know, so. but it was cool. It's yeah. so doable. Oh, it's totally doable. Yeah. Hey, well, I, I'll close it up next. Uh, do we have Gordon Taylor calling in? Gordon Taylor's going to call in at seven thirty. We're going to get a report on what is what's going on on the Rockport and beautiful Port A area. We also going to talk about a million dollar fishing boat that sank after hitting a shrimp boat. During a fishing tournament. Yeah, big fishing tournaments going on at the coast. Plus, yes. we've got uh, lots of fishing talk stuff left that we haven't even begun on. So we'll talk yeah, about that bass more. fishing. It's the outdoor zone. Crazy. We're live in the bunkhouse, as we are every Sunday, right here from 7 to 9 a.m. It's the outdoor zone on the horn. 1049-247-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? Uh, oh, yes. Welcome back. Oh, yes. I'm back to my mic. It smells of roses and strawberries, not of beef and cheese. <laughs> Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Number one outdoor radio show right here in the Austin Radio Network, 104.9 The Horn, flagship station for UT Sports. You can also track us at theoutdoorzone.com on our Facebook, on the website, and on um, iTunes. I'm TJ Graney, your, one of your hosts. That's Cody Ryan. Beefsteak is not in the house. He is at church again this final week pushing the... Uh, launch of a new kids outdoor zone group in south austin area beauty to kyle mcbride's gun central texas family owned and operated gun shop an expert an experienced professional staff is there to help you with every step of gun ownership need a personal carry firearm check out all styles and types need to get fit for a shotgun before dove season get professional help from the staff at mcbride you'll find mcbrides in the same place they've been for years corner 30th and lamar you can call them at 512-472-3532 or online mcbridesguns.com mcbrides guns is our hometown gun shop bassmaster open happened at lake champlain this past week what uh, ended up happening? They canceled. They didn't. no, 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 no. This is the following week. This is a uh, that was last week's Bassmaster Elite event that got canceled, pushed off. This week was a Bassmaster Open. Uh, it was the last one for the Northern Division. No, I guess they have one more, maybe in the Northern Division, Lake Champlain. 
They went ahead and fished, uh, got their three days out of that tournament. First place, 58 pounds, 10 ounces, Brian LaBelle. Never heard of him. A few elite guys made it in. Uh, John Cox, Carl Jockamson from, uh, you know, he's the the guy from New Zealand. Australia, I mean, I guess. Australia. Fish the Elite Series, now fishes FLW Tour. Anyway. Um, so, he's fishing both? Yeah, he No, he has before fished mm. both. Now he's fishing one or the other. Uh, 58 pounds is a lot, dude. On smallmouth. Yeah, I think they were mostly smallmouth bass. So lots of fun there. Forest Wood Cup this week. Uh, starts this week. So FLW Forest Wood Cup, $300,000 first place for the trophy. What was it when we were down there that year? When we went down there with and Chad Gay, wasn't, wasn't Chad down there that year? They had us down there and we were on the front row when, when, uh, when they gave the... The guy won five hundred thousand. Well, they've done a million at the Forcewood Cup before. Yeah, he was the one, didn't he? He won a million, or he won something, and then what's his name? Uh, I think it was your buddy uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia. The, um, and then the guy who owns Bass Pro Shops, Johnny Morris. Johnny Morris walked up there and gave him a check for an, another hundred thousand. No, 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 no. You're mixing a bunch of stories up. You got a bunch of stories up. No, uh, I was down there one time for a Forest Wood Cup where it was a three hundred thousand uh, dollar tournament. Oh, uh, it was T Boone Pickens, and then T Boone Pickens walked up and matched the three hundred thousand dollars that he won. So he actually walked away with six hundred thousand. He wrote an IOU. On a napkin or something. Yeah. <laughs> An IOU of $300,000 from T. Boone Pickens. Um, so that was kind of... That's cashable. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Very cashable. Yeah. It comes in giant turbine windmills. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look. I got windmills. a deal here. I told you, you know, I give you 300 but I got these windmills. <laughs> and I can, I can get you two wings for one. <laughs> You have to buy the rest of them. <laughs> It'll take your three hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, Forestwood Cup going on this week. It's you know the one of the biggest tournaments in all of the world, bass tournaments in all of the world. Hot Springs, Arkansas, takes place August tenth through the twelfth in uh, Lake O. Gosh, I I never remember how to say it. So oh, I'm Henry. not even going to say it. No, it's in hot, hot Springs, Arkansas. So, you know, one of the things, because we were, at, we, when we went to one of the FLWs, it was hot at, in Arkansas, Hot Springs, Arkansas. You did. And, I, oh, I, yeah, that's right. I've I went never with, been. I think I went with Sandra because uh, we went to the Hot Springs while we were there. But as far as uh, fishing, and, and it is probably, it, it if you're a bass fisherman, the classic or the FLW cup cup should be on your bucket list. Yeah, if not both of them, because right. they are so much fun for a bass fisherman. Yeah, they've got a big uh, show. You know the big the big show with all the lures and the seminars and all that kind of stuff goes on uh, in the meantime. And then they have the live weigh-ins. You know the stage and. All that. If you can't make it, they do have FLW Live running. They have uh, live cameras on several boats throughout the day. You can watch the anglers. Um, it's 
not as exciting as you may think in a lot of circumstances, but it can yeah, be. Yeah, but anybody trying to get in touch with you this week, yeah, I would just be uh, okay with a return <laughs> call at your convenience. Yeah, just call my Because I know you, you'll pull over to the side of the road and you'll be going, oh, my God, go. Why are you fishing there? What? Oh, man, you got. Oh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to, to keep up with it. So Forest Wood Cup going on this week. If you're a bass fisherman, it's a. Good one to pay attention to. We've got some Texas boys fishing it. Uh, Todd Castledine out of East Texas made it his first year uh, fishing the FLW uh, Tour. So congratulations to him. Had a kind of a rough year at some parts, but, man, pulled it out and qualified for the very last spot. So uh, congratulations to Todd, Todd Castledine. It can be that one. Yep. You can be that one. That's right. And, uh, you know, of course, our buddy Clark Winlet out of Leander, he's uh, fishing the fishing the Cup this week. So we've got some local boys fishing the FLW Cup there in Hunt Springs. So I'm sure they're headed. I'm sure they're already there. Um, it's a long week for those guys of just media obligations, sponsor obligations, uh, shows and seminars. Shaking hands and, and kissing babies. I'll tell you those fishing is fishing in the FLW Cup or the Bassmaster uh classic, really fishing comes second, I've heard, and you have to learn how to mentally prepare for that. A lot of guys get spun out in their first Bassmaster Classic or FLW Cup because they're pulled in so many directions that by the time it comes to fishing, they're just like, well, I, this is secondary. <laughs> and I have talked to plenty of those guys during those events. Right. And the wise ones, right. the wise ones know not to go to the bar at, oh, or gosh, go out yes. to eat after, or they, they know, hey, you know, this deal's over at seven. I got to get to the room. Well, and they're very careful about that. That's and, part of my reasoning for my latest project. That you noticed in the bed of my truck. <laughs> yes, there is. There is a uh, the start to a slide-in truck camper. The framing pieces that I'm going to build, and then uh, fiberglass the outside, and then trim out the inside, and build a slide-in truck camper for my fishing trips. And there's partially part of that reason is that you know I can go back. I get off the water and I can go back and cook and eat and go to bed when I need have when all. I need to cook yeah. and sleep and go to bed. Not you know when my roommates or any of that stuff, you know, or somebody staying up late or the guys next door in the hotel room or partying or somebody snoring, somebody snoring. I mean, all that stuff I'm going to eliminate out of my entire series of could take places you know and uh and just go to a campground well and i and i and i i i love that and i know that a lot of those guys do that you know they're pulling yeah. they, they've got their rv they they're set up financially to be able to do some things like that right and i totally get that um uh, some of the other things that go on at those events, and I don't know about the regular tournament trails, but I know that at the, there's some angler uh, Bible sessions or angler prayer sessions. What yeah. it, it's uh, yeah, there's some professional Chris- anglers. 
Yeah, they've got some Christian anglers uh, meetings, Christian angler meetings. Yes. Uh, But I notice that some of the guys are – that's a real priority for them because they'll do like a Thursday night during the Classic or during the FLW or something like that. They'll have a meeting, you know, and you can go. Yeah. And a lot of the – It's a short little sermon usually and a prayer and – yeah, uh, I've been to them. Something. I mean, they've got them before the, you know, the Costas and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it's a pretty common common deal. So it's like a lot that. of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, go check it out. Because there's a lot FLW of there's a lot of stress in those situations, and oh. so learning to manage your, you know, where you're putting yourself and how you're doing it, but absolutely bucket list to go to one of those two events. Yeah, absolutely. All right, check it out. It's the Outdoor Zone uh, FLW Cup going on this week in Hot Springs, Arkansas. You can watch that at flwfishing.com. Coming up next, we've got a live report from down on the coast. You don't want to miss it. I need to know about those red the snapper numbers. Red snapper season's done, I believe, but the numbers, we may be getting more red snapper in our future for our recreational numbers. That's yummy. I hear that's a possibility. All right, up next, uh, Saltwater Report. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Monkhouse, 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right. Welcome back. Just got paid today. Nothing better than a little ZZ Top in the morning to get you going. Come on. I think a uh, a good oil change and tire rotation is a close second. Sonato Service, <laughs> family owned and operated. Hey, don't go out on that summer adventure without first making an appointment at Sun Automotive and getting them to check your oil and your tires and your filters and Went make this sure week. make sure everything's up in in order for that trip, especially at this weather out here. If your AC is not cooling the way it should go by and get those guys fixed an ac on a 79 pickup truck for me that has not given me a problem since and i've been dealing with it for a couple of years really happy when they fix that for me sun auto yeah. service when it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs brake repairs transmission sun auto service appreciates having the opportunity to serve you you can get them, uh, they have locations all around Central Texas, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Go to sunautoservice.com and also check them out on Facebook. I see a ton of their stuff on Facebook. Um, welcome back. We've got Captain Gordon Taylor on the line with us. Gordon Taylor is our official coast guide, and I always know that uh it's time for him to call in when he sends me over when i get a text and i start getting pictures of fish coming across the text gordon mm-hmm. taylor good morning buddy hey good morning guys how are you guys doing today 
Good. So you sent me some pictures yesterday. You must have had uh, some grandparents out with their grandkids for a summer trip. I sure did. I've had quite a few kids out lately in the boat with either the grandparents or the parents. And, yeah, they did outs. And oh my day. goodness! You what all did you have on there besides you had a black tip shark, right? Mm-hmm. Had a three foot black tip shark that uh, one of the grandkids caught, and wow. uh, we also had trout, sand trout. They wanted to keep some monster gaff top too. And the best part about the whole trip was, of course, they couldn't get the grandkids up early enough to meet me at six a.m. at the dock. So they finally got there about seven, and I thought, oh, it's going to be a late start. So we went to the first spot, and that was the only spot we needed to stop at, and we were done by 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, before it got too hot, for one thing. (laughs) Well, so how – how is the fishing down there? Every everything looks from what I'm seeing from your reports. It looks like it's just been a really good summer so far. Oh, it's been excellent. And then last week, also with the winds, the way they laid down, everybody could go anywhere. Last week, we had so many people. Some of the guides going out in the surf and catching trout. Um, some of them even going to some of the platforms offshore. You know, even in a 22 to 24 foot boat because the seas were just flat and they were out there i heard you talking about snapper they were in texas waters and they went out there and you should have seen some of the size of snapper they had they had ling one gentleman brought a ling back to the dock that wouldn't fit in the ice chest so they had to cut it in half to fold it over to just get it in the ice (laughs) oh man yeah there's been some great fishing and even in the even in bays and uh winds when they laid down i was out in corpus christi bay and deeper water and fishing some of those platforms out there just in the bay and god we were catching trout we caught uh shark you know everything really even had some oversized reds that one one individual caught so i mean it's just been great out there well and uh how is how are our friends doing there in Rockport and in that area? You know, I, uh, I again I talked to David Sykes this week and he was encouraging everybody to come down there, go fishing. Um, but there's still there's still a lot of people that are having a hard time getting their getting it back together down there, and um, and and the the best thing that that I've heard that we can do besides go down there and help somebody re-roof their house. The best thing we can do is come down there and go fishing, spend some money at the grocery store, go to the, go to the little shops. Oh, that's true. It's true. We need that really bad down here. It's just been a real slow process on everything. There's, there still isn't one condo that's up in Rockport and they're forecasting the first condo to be back up maybe fall of 2019. And that's still a long process with the insurance, with all the everything else they got to do to get it back up. And but there's some hotels and motels to get back up. And, you know, it's still a slow process, TJ. And if everybody will come down there, you know, hey, support the community, help them out. You know, it'll really help. 
Well, Gordon Taylor, give us your contact information. We'll put it back. We'll put it up on our Facebook page again, obviously, and they can track us. Um, but it, I would really encourage them to to track your Facebook page because that's a great, uh, a great way to or or even you know follow us because we'll post your pictures up there when we get them and um, such a great. Uh, way to know what's going on but the fishing is excellent and we still got a couple of weeks of summer left and now would be a great time to get down there take the kids for that last couple of day hoorah and just enjoy some fishing and go love on our people down there on the rockport port aransas area oh yeah get the kids down here the kids have just been enjoying it right now because fishing is just so great and easy right now that the kids will just Really love you to take the to take them out. So. Well, give us your contact information, Gordon. Okay. Well, you can uh, call me on my cell at three six one three one nine zero zero nine nine, or you can email me at g j taylor six zero at gmail dot com. I had to change my email address because I'm I'm moving now, TJ. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bought some. Uh, I bought ten acres of property out between Portland and Taft, and uh, I'm going to have a brand new home built out there. Man, congratulations! Well, they can also go to your Gordon Taylor, Gordon Taylor Facebook page, Gordon Taylor Facebook page, and uh, and they can track you there, and they can see tons of pictures and what's going on with you and all the families and all the fun and. Things that you guys got going on. That's a great way to track what's going on with Gordon Taylor. Thank you, brother. The official guide on the Texas coast for the outdoor zone right here. The bunkhouse guys is Captain Gordon Taylor. We appreciate you. Love you. And keep us posted, buddy. Keep those pictures coming. Oh, you know I will. And you guys take care, okay? All right. That's Captain Gordon Taylor. Track him on his Facebook page. I'm looking at it right now. He's got all those pictures from those kids that were there this last weekend and uh man that's uh oh man i forgot to ask him about so there was a million dollar fishing boat there's a huge tournament off a port out of port o'connor going on it's called the lone star shootout and i don't know if people know but there's some huge yeah uh, tournaments poco poco bueno poco bueno i mean million and million millions of dollars worth of oh for sure offshore fishing going on along the texas coast during the year and you don't hear a whole lot about it but you want to talk about a fishing party those folks are down there doing it and there was a guy there was one of the boats that apparently had landed a big sail fish yeah and they were they had it on autopilot and they were the captain was down there measuring it and everything and the boat million dollar boat rammed into a shrimper crashed into a shrimp boat and i think what happened was another fisherman saw what happened got over there got those guys off that million dollar fishing boat and the million dollar fishing boat went glug 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 did they grab that sailfish and <laughs> to take it in, try and you get could, some money. Uh, pay. Salt dog, do you? What did you see on that? Yeah, so uh, a passerby said that the boat that he saw was roughly going about thirty-two knots per hour, which is fast. Uh, it's very fast. Yes, yeah, it's very fast. And uh, the story is he was measuring an over hundred-inch blue marlin. Uh, the question I do have is: there was eight people on this boat, and nobody, so saw nobody nothing? was paying. Yeah, because I mean, 
an open water like that, if you're coming up on a shrimper that fast, somebody should be at least paying attention to the wheel or where you're going. So I'm inclined to believe that they maybe did have a 100-plus-inch blue marlin on this boat, and that had everybody's kind of attention because – I don't. It's not like a shrimper sneaks up on you. You know, they're not fast boats. And look, and and all that space out there. I mean, there's a lot of dirt around them. They should have won that tournament. That they thought they did until they crashed into that shrimper. The other thing that tournament, but what happened was the the shrimp got in my way, man. In the San Antonio uh, Aquarium, somebody took a baby cart. And a uh, uh, buggy. Wait, 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 this is your news of the weird, dude. I know. Well, it's time for the huh? news of the weird. <laughs> Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. You gotta do things. Okay, now it's official. <laughs> you gotta do things correctly. Three people snatched a small shark from a pool in San Antonio Aquarium and smuggled it out in a baby carriage over the weekend. One suspect is in custody. The shark is alive and well and on its way back to the aquarium. It, I saw that last night it was in the aquarium. It was a big deal. Leon Valley deal. Police Chief Joseph Salvaggio said officers initially refused to believe that the 911 call that the 911 call that came in Saturday was real, but they finally convinced me that it was true. Somebody had walked in and stole a shark out of the aquarium. So apparently here's what they did. They went in and they smuggled a net in. And this was a shark. I guess it was in one of the so shallow tanks. It's a shallow tank, but this was this was one of those tanks where you can like put touch your them. hands in. You right. can touch the shark. You can touch the starfish. You can right. touch, you know, the coral and... And so they snuck, they had the baby buggy, and they snuck a a net in. Yeah. And they netted the shark, they stuck it in the baby buggy, and they wheeled it out. Now, some people saw, and they were kind of like freaking out, and the guys were trying to, like some of the security people, uh, had tr- you know, were scrambling to try and figure out what was going on. But these people got away, and they got the shark, and they, they got out of there, and they ended up catching them later and uh and the shark is back they it's not eating they think it's going to be fine but it's they've got eating. well that's how they're like the these shark have to eat every three days at least every three days and so they're watching that's how they're monitoring whether it's you oh know my gosh whether it's got shark shock is or, it swimming it's alive it'll be fine Anyway, uh, hasn't eaten two days. They don't know what Stress. they were going to do with it, sell it, or they don't, they don't know what the guy's plans were. Um, what the little thieves' plan was? That's ridiculous. But. It's not that expensive <laughs> of an animal, right? Mammal. I mean, can't you go to the coast? And- the horn shark is a small, slow-swimming member of the bullhead shark species, found mainly off the west coast of California to the Gulf of California. They mostly eat mollusk crustaceans, worms, and sea anemones. We value the lives of all our animals and take pride in the care that we are able to give them as well as the education that we are able to give the general public about these treasured species. Very interesting. You know, one of the other things that it was weird, uh, I noticed somehow I got onto videos of so crazy kids doing crazy things. 
Um, you know those big tanks like at Cabela's and, right, right, and right. Bass Pro Shops and stuff? Well, go online and look at the people jumping in them. Yeah. They sneak in there. They run. They jump in it. They swim around. They get their you know, photo from their buddies. Then they jump out and they run out of the store. Yeah. It's not cool. I mean, I'd probably do that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, that would be cool. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do that. I've always been a chicken. But your brother might do that. He would, and we would call the game wardens. (laughs) Speaking of, game warden field notes up next. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. You get it. The number one outdoor radio show somehow, year after year. It's true. Number one outdoor radio show in Texas. Bam. It's the Outdoor Zone right here, 104.9 The Horn and 24-7-365. Theoutdoorzone.com. I snuck up to the balcony and I crept into the choir And I begged them, brothers, sisters, help me please I said, I give you a signal Hey, I'm Randall Tharp and I fish FLW You're listening to the Outdoor Zone Fish On All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. Beautiful Sunday morning. Beautiful Sunday morning. Welcome to Texas. There's a certain point in every hunter's life when they step into the next level and begin to hunt with a bow. You know, when I was out at the ranch this week, I was just thinking, man, I'm going to go to archery country this week. I'm going to wax the strings on my bow and just kind of look everything over. I'm going to get them to... Tune it on down a little bit, put a little bit more poundage on it, and I'm just going to shoot. I'm just going to shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. Why do you keep adding pounds to it? You don't need to do that. No, I need to bring it up a little bit. Yeah, I assure you, I do. Yeah, 11 pounds is not enough to kill a deer. (laughs) I was going to say, you're getting older, but you need to watch that weight. You break a bone (laughs) now. You need to watch that weight. No, on the bow. Oh, oh. You break a bone now, it may not heal. All the gear, targets, arrows, accessories are on site and available for your professional in, for professional installation. Austin's only full size range, private and group classes and lessons. How about a crossbow? They got them. They got everything you need in one place. The only true archery shop in Central Texas is Archery Country. Go find them at eighty one twenty one Research Boulevard. Or just go to AustinArcheryCountry.com. AustinArcheryCountry.com. They got a lot of stuff coming up. They have a, what is it they have coming up? The uh, hunting archery movie coming up. Archery movie oh, series. Yeah. Uh, hunting hunting films coming up in the next week or two. We'll look real quick and find that information and give it to you. It's going to be a great, uh, a great time to go hang out at Archery Country. Watch some of those great hunting movies and uh check out some of the archery gear anyway archery country go see our buddies over there austin archery austin archery country.com austin archery country.com now it's time for your game warden field notes these are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement defenders of the outdoors these are true game warden field notes yeah. bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? 
Gabe Morton's patrolling Choke Canyon Reservoir for water safety and fishing violations came across information someone might be alligator hunting on the lake. The wardens went to the reported location and found two men sleeping in their truck. Upon questioning, both men confessed to having set out eight baited lines to catch alligators. Both men stated that they were not clear on the regulations and didn't know they were doing anything wrong. Several other violations were discovered during the investigation, including undersized catfish and no fishing and hunting license. All lines were picked up and no alligators were caught. Several cases are pending. Oh, my gosh. Austin Archery Country, we were talking uh, the uh, full draw film tour is coming through uh, August 11th. You can get tickets. I don't know if they got tickets left, but they're going quick if they aren't. $15. Uh, tickets are 15 bucks. Full draw film tour.com is where you get So those. good. Show starts at 6 p.m., doors open at 4. Austin Archery Country just. Uh, you know, talk so to that, they'll just there. be shutting down the range and they'll put a screen in the range. Is that what they do? I would guess. I mean, that is awesome, though. That's the perfect place to do that. Huh? Oh, man, that is so good. Austin Archery, Austin Archery Country dot com. Austin Archery Country dot com. Minnesota DNR auction confiscated outdoor gear August 4th in Zimmerman. The Minnesota Department of Natural Resources on August 4th held a public auction of confiscated hunting, fishing, hunting, and trapping equipment. The auction auction included 214 firearms, 59 bows, 47 other pieces of equipment, including deer stands, fishing poles, mounts, and, and traps. All the equipment was confiscated following serious game and fish violations. I think that is an amazing thing, uh, and I know they have those here. We need to find out when they are here because it would be cool to just go to one of those auctions and watch and see what happens. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, you know, because you're going to get all – they're going to have all kinds of stuff, but 214 firearms? Yeah. I wonder if they're selling – I mean, if they're like people paying – ridiculous over value prices no, I, or, I, don't, I don't know like those big car shows big car auctions well no those things are <laughs> i mean i on those car auctions where you can buy like a z28 a 68 z28 are you talking about those right right i don't think sometimes those cars are overpriced but i'm if i had some money and i had like 50 or 60 70 grand and i wanted to buy a cool classic car i'd go to one of those car auctions it doesn't i don't think they seem that all ridiculous oh man i guess so when i was i guess i'm looking at it like oh man that's a 37 year old car with the original engine (laughs) god that's i'd be able to get that for a couple hundred bucks i had (laughs) so get this salt dog you'll appreciate this too when i was in my early 20s i had two vehicles i had two vehicles i had a 1969 uh, Firebird 400, uh, white with black interior. Chirping, chirping gears. Oh, man. And I had, arr, arr. and I had a, uh, 68, or maybe it was a 70, 454 El Camino. 
Now, yeah. imagine a 454 engine in an El Camino. I regret to this day. And now, of course, I'm so I was so stupid back then. Uh, I regret to this day ever letting either one of those vehicles out of my possession. That I El mean, Camino, you could put a camper shell on the back of. You could put a camper a in the back. 454. You could do. I mean, that's, that, a, that's a lot of power. That is, a, and there's nothing there. I mean, it's an El Camino. There's nothing there. I know I knew, you put I, a you put a camper in the back. I almost killed myself several times in both of those vehicles. So, Lord knew when to take them away. He knew when to <laughs> give them too many. Knew when to take them away. But saying all that, I would love to circle all the way back around and have one of those vehicles again. Problem is, in reality, if I had one, what would you do with it? I, I mean, when would I drive it? What would I do? No I'm, AC. It's not my. No, they had AC. It's not my kind no. of deal to, you know, be a, I'm not really a car guy. The crank However, on the front I to get do. it started. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, you're However, not <laughs> I do love the old F-150 pickup truck that I have that's just got, it's got an old paint job on it. Just kind of an old beater, you know, but I love that truck. And it's got most of the paint still on it. Yeah, it's 250,000 miles on it. Yeah. It's just. I just really, really, really like that truck. I love throwing the dog in there and just going down the road. <laughs> Early on a Saturday morning to the taco shop. Yeah. Single cab, that AC cools that thing down. Come on. About four seconds. Yeah, that is nice. Super good. Super good. So uh, coming up uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, we have Taylor Lee Graney, your sister, my daughter. Yes. She's uh, an FFA teacher, and there was a um, – there was a YouTube video, a video that some ding dong guy put out there against that was just hammering 4H and FFA. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna invite her onto the show, and we're gonna talk about the truth behind 4H and FFA and what really happens there. It's really one of the one of the most outstanding programs still available in our public schools. It is. Uh, and it's just in, it's just incredible what they do and what happens with the kids there and what the lessons they learn. They're life lessons that are just so good. We'll talk about that. We also t- you mentioned that uh, we both went to the ranch, and I didn't tell you I went down there uh, to the in laws to my in laws ranch this past week uh, or actually like got back yesterday. Did like you a- have like? Was it one of those big water tanks with the plastic water and the metal frame around yeah, it? Yeah, I'll, I'll explain square. how we put okay. it together and how it worked. And, man, it worked perfect. It all worked. It all came together. <laughs> so I couldn't believe it. But anyway, made a quick turnaround to the ranch. And yeah, as exhausting as that was, it's so nice to think that those deer now have another water source. And particularly a water source at the deer stand that I hunt. <laughs> Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse right here, 7 to 9 every Sunday morning. It's the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. We've got uh, FFA live report, plus your Peter report, armed citizens report, all that and more. You don't want to miss it. A whole nother hour of the greatest Outdoor Zone right here on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.